Welcome to the Destinado podcast. In this episode, I'll be recounting a special vision I experienced in March of 2019. Sorry, March of 2020. Um, my wife and I were living in Kansas at the time, and I felt a deep calling by the Lord to explore who I was in Him. And to give some background to this vision, there seemed to be in my family, um, speaking personally, a specter of unforgiveness where part of my family was split. You know, Jesus talks often about this. He says, I have not come to bring peace. He says this in Luke 11. I have not, Luke 12, I have not come to bring peace, but I have come to bring a sword. I will split families in two. I will put father-in-law against mother-in-law, brother against sister, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, son against father, father against son. And this is true just generally, that when you have something that goes beyond a family tie, where family is not the ultimate loyalty, that problems sometimes occur when you put other things ahead of those um, family ties. So... I felt a deep calling by the Lord to um, write an email to family. This was at two in the morning, addressing the desire and the need to come together. Um, All the patriarchs in our family had passed, and we didn't really have any top leadership, or so I I felt. And I wanted just to let family know that um, I wanted everyone to come together and that we were one family. This is multi-generational families with um, multiple sides. And right after I sent that email, I was called by the Lord to go into a deep place of prayer. And in this prayer, I closed my eyes and I experienced a great vision. Um, I was transported to heaven. And this being one of, I think it was my actually my first experience in going to heaven. And I met the character and face of God. Um, Now, what you're about to hear is a recording I made straight after. Um, In fact, that same day that I had that vision, I made this recording. um, Unpacking what I had experienced. Um, I confirm and I state on my oath and my word that this is a true account. I... In my personal walk of life as a believer, I didn't believe when people say that things like this happened. I was more of the Thomas Jefferson persuasion of Christian that didn't believe in any miracles and believed in the philosophical truth of Jesus Christ. I didn't believe in the supernatural elements simply because, like doubting Thomas, I had never experienced them. And I have been proven so wrong with this assertion because I have found that not only was I wrong, but the supernatural saving power of Christ is beyond all things and beyond all measure. And the knowledge and wisdom you receive in scripture is such that you can only really begin to understand it when you um, when you accept that supernatural grace into your life. So what you're about to hear is um, in great detail, while it was still fresh in my mind that day, the exact details of this vision. 
Um, again, this is the whole truth. I have no motivation, no fight. There's no sponsorship on these episodes. There's nothing I want from you. I'm simply wanting to share who I am in the Lord so that I can encourage you in your faith and your walk, whatever that walk may be. I have nothing to gain in sharing my personal experiences with you. There's no book deal. There's no sponsorship. There's no money coming my way. I'm doing this in my own free time to share with you. And I state these things because when you're about to hear this right now, you may think I'm making it up and I'm not. I have better things to do with my time than make up things like this. And what you're about to hear, I could not make up. I don't have that level of intelligence. Um, if you've already listened to the vision I received in 2018 with the history of the universe, I, I, I mean, I'm a, I like science fiction and I like writing science fiction. I have a couple of novels, um, but I'm by no means as creative as, as, as this. This is all from the Lord and um, it's powerful. And also when you're listening to this right now, um, my wife is currently doing, um, <laughs> she's lifting weights, she's lifting weights as little pea, cans of peas <laughs> as her dumbbells. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> but uh, in um, listening to this too, I also want to put across that this is possible for you to experience as well. Um, and I'll talk more about that process of becoming familiar with the Lord and how he works about how you can experience things like this as well. Um, but okay, I'll leave it at that. Have a listen. Um, and then at the end of this, once you've heard it, you'll know yourself what you believe and pray also to the Lord that he may guide you towards having experiences of this meeting. I mean, what you're about to hear now is I actually met Jesus Christ in heaven with the father and, um, it was wild. And after you've heard this, you may want to experience this too, and you can. You absolutely can. Um, it's all available for you. It's available. Jesus Christ is our king, and he's all of our kings, and we are kings along with him. He is the king of kings. But we have the same access, no matter who we are, to the same heavenly authority that our, Jesus, our, our brother Jesus Christ does in heaven. So have a listen, and God bless you. to record a little voice memo describing the vision I had yesterday. Well, it wasn't really a vision. It was um, a deep form of prayer. So um, after a spot, of, a spot of lunch, I went to go lie down. And I lie down, I closed my eyes, just calming my breathing um, with the intent of what I was about to do. And um, I forget exactly the exact moment it started, but it was like I, I asked for um, support in, in making this happen. So I was able to visualize um, all of my relatives and I was going around the room visualizing their faces, getting them clear in my mind. And then as I would walk to them, um, I would pull with my hand without my hand touching 
almost like beckoning forth um, a blue energy and the blue energy would come from their eyes and their nose it was almost like it was being sucked forth you could see kind of this blue energy come from come from their eyes come from their nose and um, I think from their mouth too I don't quite remember that part so I went round and it, I met all my relatives and I pulled this blue energy from them and um, each time I pulled it I pulled till there's nothing left and then they were clean and they didn't respond to me or anything like that it was kind of like I was just moving through as if time had, had been frozen so I did that with my first uncle Paul I did it with my uncle uh, Alan I did it with his wife I did it with my cousins um, each time pulling the blue energy then I, I visualized my uh, uncle Rowan I pulled the energy from him um, then it was interesting. I tried to. I saw a photo of, or I tried to visualize my grandparents' faces, and I saw it in the form of a photo, and um, I could see the faces quite clearly. I tried to pull the energy from them, um, but I couldn't. There was no energy from them. It was like as if in death they no longer had that force to it. So then I then pulled it from my nuclear family, from my dad. My mom, um, my mom's um, unforgiveness, it, it kind of was a little more stubborn than the rest. And then also my uncle Paul's forgiveness was a little more stubborn than the rest, but it came out. Um, I spent a long time with my dad pulling his energy out. Um, and each time I pull, the, the, the size of this blue um, energy would increase until it was quite really quite a large ball. And it came from something that was just kind of in close in my hands something then that became very 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 big indeed um, it's almost like I'm holding a big um, what's it called um, a yoga ball so it went from kind of like a um, a baseball to a yoga ball in terms of size um, so I went through all my relatives um, I went someone more than less than others after they were pulled there was kind of like it was a cleanness to them attention and then um, once the energy was completed I called upon two angels and two angels took the blue the blue energy um, and still in the form of a, a ball and they pulled it up to heaven it was very really quite a lot of energy in that ball um, and then I followed after them and I remember floating up to heaven was just very easy. It was like um, not even pushing off the ground like Superman or Iron Man. It was just, you just kind of like float. Like it was just, <sighs> and um, I remember soaring through the skies. This is by the way, the complete truth. This is exactly what happened to me. I'm not embellishing this or just telling a story. Um, I went to the second, the second court of heaven where the spiritual warfare was taking place, and um, it was like it was there was a line of people eager to resolve their issues, and I thought I had to step in line and wait, um, but I couldn't even really stop there. I couldn't even put my feet on the second level. I went just straight through. Um, I tried to stop. I wanted to, to kind of see what was there and check it out, but I couldn't. And I soared them to the, the top level. 
and I was in the throne room of God. Um, now, I remember the, the rear of the throne was kind of in like a, kind of like a dark gray fog. And in front of the throne was the, father, the throne was the father. I couldn't really make many details out about him. I couldn't see his face. It was very kind of revelation, um, I think revelation eight, when John sees good God, and it was probably, probably influenced by that. Um, but I couldn't see his face. And um, he was very large, um, not large as an obese, but large as in it was a big throne. It was a big, um, and he was very, quite, quite, quite large indeed. Um, when I was in the courtroom, um, the blue energy was beside me to my right. And it was kind of like I was able at one point to look into this blue energy and see what was there. I, I wish I could remember that part more. It was complex and it was um, like it was needlessly complex. It was almost like, in a sense, ah, it was almost like a virus. It was very complex and it was, um, it felt not from God. It felt like it was designed to hurt, almost like the coronavirus. Um, and then I, so I was in the, in the courtroom, Jesus was there, he was on the left side, he was kind of like hanging out on the left side of the throne and um, he came over. I remember his energy was exceptionally calm. Um, it was very peaceful energy. Um, yeah, I felt like I was with a friend who I knew so well and trusted so well that he could stand beside me and it was... Um, such peace from him. I didn't feel any condemnation or judgment or anything like that. It was just like he was a peaceful friend who just stood beside me and I was familiar with him. It was like, um, it's almost like having someone you just have been with for so long and trust so well that they come stand beside you and you don't even need to acknowledge them because you feel love from them, if that makes sense. And I just felt like we were brothers too. I didn't feel like he was the object of my worship. I felt like he was my brother and he was my friend. And um, he stood beside me. Uh, and that I remember at that point, I thought, well, should my grandparents be here? Because this began with them. But when I looked for them in heaven, or I sent like a search request or whatever, um, it wasn't even that they couldn't be found. It was that the question of them being there was irrelevant to what was going on at the case at hand. It was like I didn't need anyone else on my side to represent. Um, and this vision is very interesting because of really what I could not do. There were limitations to my imagination. You know, if you walk down a, a, a street in your imagination and you buy a, a, an elephant from a store, you can imagine that. But there were things I could not imagine in this, in this vision. It was very odd. Anyway, um, I then um, began to speak to God, and I have words like a speech ready to describe um, what I was saying. And I began to speak, and I said, um, Father, um, I used the term Lord, but when I used the term Lord, it didn't seem right. It, because it didn't feel like he was my Lord, he felt like he was my Father, and like the energy, he felt like a king. 
but not a lord, like he doesn't lord over, but he felt like a, a royal father. I think that was the best way of describing him, his energy. I, I really wish I had the words to describe how his energy came across. Maybe I'll try at the end of this. Um, so I began to speak and I said to him, Father, I, I've asked, I would ask you to remove this energy from my family. Um, this has been in my family for a great many years. And it, I was in the middle of a sentence and there was a finality to his, uh, his uh, decision. It was just like it was done. And it was a, a, res, a resolving of, of being done without any words being said. It was just like my word has been said. Like it was, there was a, a kingly authority to it. It was like, no, I mean, it was just, it, I can't describe it. It's um, no words were said in his decree, but once it had been decreed, I no longer had the ability to speak and I no longer had the ability to be able to influence the removal of this energy um, if that makes sense it had been done so um, I um, two angels came then and they put the blue energy in like a steel like box like a jail cell and um, when it was in the steel box it just um, fell through the courtroom floor and it just went down at a terrifically high speed into the ocean. It didn't splash into the ocean, which was interesting, but it sank all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. And um, at the you know at the end of the dream, I went to go see if I could see that um, um, energy, but it had gone. It was the, the jail cell. It was you know it was there was no I couldn't physically go down to the bottom of the ocean. It was like it was blocked off to me. So in the courtroom then. Um, the, the energy which, I mean, I, I just saw shades of blue all throughout this vision. The energy that I saw, um, the, the, sorry, the, the clouds behind the throne room dissipated. They were like a gray fog and then they turned into a shade of gold and the, and the whole throne room became golden in color. It was almost as if the energy didn't belong in the kingdom and so it couldn't stay there for long. And um, I could see details of the of the throne room, and I could see like marble pillars. I could see, like um, it was extremely big. Um, I mean, although the throne itself was at the kind of in the middle, there was I guess no middle. I couldn't see behind me, but I could see this throne just went. This throne room went on just as far as I could see, and there was more detail now where previously there was not. Previously there were clouds, and now there was a lot of detail. Um, and this golden hue. So I, I then asked while I was in the presence of God um, if he could give my family the Holy Spirit. And um, I went down back to, oh, just before that happened, while there was the, um, the gold in the throne room, I went back down and I saw, I saw images of my family members Particularly, I saw my an image of my uncle Paul, and I saw him smile, and I saw like a golden tinge around his eyes and his nose, um, and I saw, I saw him smile, and it was like a, a genuine smile, not a smile that the eyes didn't crease, but it was a smile where the eyes did crease. 
And who else had that energy? Um, he was the big one, I think. You had the smile, like a, that moment, I think, of peace. Um, so then I asked God, I said, God, would, uh, sorry, I said, Father, would you give your spirit to my family? Um, and I went around then all my family members again and tried to give them, it was like this green, it was a green spirit. Um, it, it wasn't gold in itself, it was green. And I tried to give it to them, but every time I tried, it was like there was a block. And I tried to give it to my dad, I tried to give it to my mom, um, I tried each time. And I could see that green within me, but I couldn't give it to them. And when I asked them, I went back in the, in the courtroom, I came to know that through God, and God never said a single word, he never said a single word. He revealed things in images and feelings and thoughts. But I realized, or had, I had the realization that they weren't ready for the spirit and the spirit actually wasn't something that I had by right to give. It wasn't something that belonged to me. Um, it belonged to God and he gave it where he felt fit. But I couldn't give it on his behalf, if that makes sense. So um, I understood and yet there was hope because with the energy lifted and this golden, um, and all of them had like this slither of kind of golden energy under their eyes and around their nose, um, a mouth that, actually it wasn't a mouth, it was just their eyes, um, that there was hope that that would happen. Um, and then I, I, I felt like my time in the courtroom was coming to an end. So I asked the father about the coronavirus and if he would heal the people of China with the coronavirus. And next then I was on the earth and I saw this black, it was a black energy. It, was, um, it wasn't even energy, it, was, it didn't have like a, a vibrancy to it. It was just kind of um, like, a, like a black disease almost. It wasn't a spiritual energy like the blue was. Um, it was black. And I went across, I traveled across the face of China and I was hopeful I could bring off this energy, but um, there was a feeling that something had not yet come to pass. And that although this, if this was not from God, the correct time had not come for it to go. And it wasn't within, um, it wasn't, it wasn't that it wasn't within God's power, but I felt, what's the word to describe it? It was like it wasn't from God and I, I think maybe because it wasn't energy or something or, but it, it was something about timing and the timing wasn't right um, for it to be lifted. Um, or maybe the end of some part of that was my own strength. I don't know. I don't know. But I am one, and, and then at that stage I realized that I kind of had come to the king with just one request and that was the energy and it was completed and it, the courtroom wasn't such that I could tandem a few different requests together. I came with a purpose and I left with that purpose once it had been done, like it had been decreed. And um, so at that stage then I, I floated back down from 
the, the, from the, the throne of heaven. And all throughout this, I felt the spiritual energy. I felt like the, the vulnerability, and I felt the, um, the spirit. Um, and I, I saw before my eyes color. Um, like I, w when I came back to um, Kansas, and I was in my self again, my eyes, when they were closed, I saw strong elements of blue energy. That blue had, was like lifting. And um, I saw the gold too, when I was in the throne room, I saw the gold, like I could come back and it was in my eyes and I could see the gold and I could go back up again. Um, yeah, it was really, it was a, a really wild um, vision. It felt more than like a daydream. It felt like there was energy and purpose behind it. And it felt like a form of prayer that any words being said. Um, I, I prayed afterwards and the very act of praying with words felt very different to what I'd experienced when I, um, in that, uh, I, it wasn't a vision because the source of it wasn't from heaven down. It was like I was traveling from earth up. So it wasn't a vision. When I received a vision from, from God and I've received multiple visions, when I close my eyes as an energy is coming from above and it's coming down into me. Um, and it's like I am um, taken by imagery, like I'm transported somewhere against, I mean, will had nothing to do with it, but it's against, it just it went. And, but this one, I was traveling up and I had a lot more um, freedom, but there were also rules that I couldn't break and there were things that I couldn't do. And I think the things that I couldn't do were more interesting and said more about it. Like I couldn't lift the energy from my grandparents, but if I was daydreaming, I could definitely do that. Um, it was the, the energy too of, of God. I'm, I wish I could describe it. Let me see if I can do a good job of it. It was, it was powerful without power over. It was paternal and it was paternal in the sense of being caring but action focused. Like there was, there was no emotion from God. It was an, an, an impatience, but not an impatience. It was an, there was no emotion from him and no, the words we use to describe human action, like eagerness, passion, they weren't there. It was like he wanted to act, but we had to, he had to act through us. He, it's not that he couldn't act in the world, but he acted through us and he was eager to be asked. There was, but he wasn't eager. How do I describe this? He was strong and he was um, powerful, but he was, I'm going to use human to, human words because I don't know how else to describe it. He was comfortable and power. He was powerful and yet so comfortable in that power, like it could not be toppled. Like his very nature was that of a king, and it couldn't be anything else. But father, in the sense of he, the love he had for me was such that it was, and not that he smiled or anything like that, but he was eager. Like it was like I through, it's not even through Jesus that I had access to the Father, 
Jesus was there and he was my friend, but he was like, he was, he was very much like me. I felt like he was, not that he was me, but he would felt per perfected and he felt comfortable in his humanity and comfortable in his divinity. And he was comfortable being in the presence of God all day long, which is wild, but God's energy, goodness. I don't know if I can describe it really. I mean, he, words were necessary. It was, heart was important. To understand him with, with words, is, I'm getting emotional thinking about it, but I, I can't describe how it was. It was, I mean, I can describe the Holy Spirit, I can describe Jesus' energy, but God's energy was, oh, goodness, how to describe them. Like he was, he was above all things. And he was um, strong and he was powerful, but those were human words to describe him. Who he was, I mean, I, I, I'm lost for words. I don't know how to describe him. Um, he, was, he was eager to relieve me of this. He was eager to, but he wasn't that, it wasn't that because I had it or I had had it because I didn't have the, the energy of forgiveness that had been taken away from me. But it was like that he was just eager. He was, wasn't even thankful to be asked. He was, he acted because I asked and the energy was not of him, if that makes sense. It was not him. It was something that was, was not from him and his, his power was, it was easy for him to decree it. It wasn't difficult. And it was aligned to his will that something that was not from him would not, no longer exist. Um, the, oh, that maybe describes the coronavirus. The coronavirus was not of him. And, but it was, it felt human made. It felt like a human sludge or treacle across the, um, the country but it wasn't a, a form of energy that he could just dispel. It was, it was something that was man-made. Um, it, was, it wasn't spiritual energy. I think that's about it. I mean, I'll, I'll try and think again how I can describe God, but I mean, I've encountered him and I stood in that. And it felt like more than a daydream. It felt like something very powerful, like I traveled that day and... Um, I would have liked to stay longer in the courtroom and ask him questions, but God doesn't, God didn't speak. It was like, I didn't need to know things that I knew enough to know without needing to know all the answers to all the questions of life. And these, this wasn't something that God was focused on, if that makes any sense. Like it, this wasn't a Q and A session. Um, I felt Jesus would have been open to that, a Q and A. But it's like, I, what do I need to know? I mean, that that's of any importance in the world already that I don't know through scripture. I don't know. But anyway, that was my um, the fullest recounting I have of this vision um, um, or trip. I did get an email from my grandmother afterwards, and she did say that she forgave um, my father and my mother, um, which was nice. And my sister Hannah has calmed down a little bit today. Um, 
I haven't heard anything back yet from my uncles, but time will tell. Um, I definitely felt something special about my uncle Paul. My uncle Paul has been a bit lost for a long time, but I saw him. I saw something happen to him. So um, something good. He some sort of encounters. So, uh, hopeful.